Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank you and welcome on board On the Mark. I'm here today with Steve Kushaloff, Mark Lawrence on uh, the next to the last day of his full full day of his vacation. He will be back on Monday. We welcome you to On the Mark. It's an open phones day. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number. And you can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915. Four streets in Sunbury, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel, Wharf. Find out more about them at www.sunburymotors.com. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury, where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection, nitrogen for tires, and they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday, 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can check them on the web at www.sunburymotors.com. And remember, the Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, Kia cars. They are the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks and they're a master towing service with decades of experience well good morning steve how are you today well i'm really uh doing doing well joe it's been a pleasure to be here for the last three days with you today not so much (laughs) one more day uh i'm looking forward to it well we have somebody to start us off this morning good morning stan you're on the mark Good morning. When do you suppose that uh, treason and uh, corruption trial for Mark Milley will begin? I I was going to start off with that this morning. When I saw you were the first caller, I thought, Stan's going to raise that issue. And boy, was I right. You know, <laughs> that you bring up an interesting point, and, and I don't want to offend my liberal friends, but when Donald Trump was talking, allegedly talking to the Russians, it's treason, treason, treason. And yet nobody seems to have a problem with General Milley calling the Chinese and telling them what we're doing. Nobody has a problem. It's uh, I Well, number one, Stan, I think, has a problem. Uh, you have a problem well, the with ma- I should say the mainstream media. Well, they're, all, they're all saying what a noble thing this was he did. And uh, let's face it, Republican legislators uh, certainly seem to have a problem with it. Okay. Well, go ahead, yeah, Stan. So, so when's, when, when is the special counsel going to be in, initiated? for his corruption and Biden's corruption with his dealings with China and his son Hunter. You know, if Trump had done what Biden has done in the past and his son has done with the Chinese and the Russians and the Ukrainians and all that, there would have been a special counsel day one. Oh, that's right, there was about a lie about Russia with Trump. That's right, there was. And, And the Republicans, for whatever reason, fell in lockstep and went along with it. Even though it was all predicated on a freaking false dossier paid for by the Clinton camp during the election. I do have a question. What what did Hunter Biden do in China? Oh, see, uh, I, I know, me, Steve, you watch the mainstream media. I understand that. 
See, he left computers in a repair shop in Delaware. Oh. And when the guy was repairing them, he found all kinds of corruption. Oh. Uh, child pornography, oh. sex, and, and, and emails wow. regarding his dealings with the Chinese and the big guy, which was Gosh. Joey uh, Biden. Okay. But, but of course you didn't hear about that because the mainstream media and the tech giants squashed it before the election. Well, there was another story, and I didn't hear it. I, I heard a reference to it. Now it's from Fox, so that maybe you don't want to believe it, or maybe you do want to believe it. But supposedly there was a story in, in today's uh, New York Post about Hunter Biden and um, the main, not not the mainstream media, but um, oh, Twitter or one of those services blocked it. Didn't one let them yeah, repeat Twitter, it. Facebook, all of them did it. Did, they all, they did all it. blocked it. Okay. What was, what was the story? I didn't hear the story. About him, uh, you know, well, the last latest one was he's uh, talking, uh, He's <laughs> there's video out there that he made with with a, with a prostitute doing drugs and, and whining about how his daddy doesn't respect him and, and what he did for his dad during the election and blah, 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 blah. It's out there. Just got to look for it because the mainstream media won't show it. Is that what today's story in the New York Post was about? Uh, I didn't read the New York Post, but it wouldn't surprise me. Because okay. Biden's been, uh, you know, the old little Hunter's been doing all kinds of this stuff since who knows when. But if it had been the Trump kids, oh, my. The left would have been up in arms and, you know, it would have been day, 24 hour, 24-7 on the news about what was going on or supposedly going on. But, you know, the other thing that Hunter did was he illegally purchased a firearm, lied on the form that everybody has to fill out to purchase that firearm. And then his girlfriend, his uh, brother's uh, you see, you know, widow, you know, which is his girlfriend, pretty disgusting, but you know, took that gun and disposed of it in a dumpster near a school. Now, if that had been Trump's kid, what do you think would have happened? This it's all, been... all in that computer because there's emails and stuff from the Secret Service and text, you know, about trying to cover it up. Well, they were all involved. Unfortunately, I mean, if this is true, and, and I, I can't say that I've seen all this stuff. I've heard these stories that you're talking about. But I, I can't, um, you know, I can't say that I've done any thorough investigation of it, but it certainly does appear that there should be someone looking into this and trying to make sure that he didn't do what they accused President Trump's kids of doing. Uh, on the other hand, he really isn't, as someone has said, he's not the president of the United States, and he wouldn't be the first sibling or uh, child of a presidential uh, pre a president who's done the wrong stuff. Bill Clinton had his brother, what, Billy or what, Billy Bob or whatever his yeah, name Billy was? Yeah, Billy Bob, yeah. Billy Bob and well, President uh, President Nixon's uh, brother was a little flaky. So, I mean, there, there, there's been a lot of that going around over the years. The, the problem with is, and I understand that, Joe, the problem is the double standard. All right, the double standard is disgusting. Treat everybody the same, then they won't have this problem, will we? No, but let's go back to General Milley for a minute. You know, do you think that they that they will? I mean, President Biden has come out in support of him, says he has great confidence in him. The thing that bothered me, and if the reporting, and I heard this reporting, and supposedly in Bob Woodward's new book, that Nancy Pelosi called General Milley and demanded that he take the football, that's the nuclear launch codes, away from the President of the United States, who at the time was Donald Trump. Now, to me, that's wholly inappropriate. If they believe Donald Trump was seriously mentally ill, as Nancy Pelosi 
Pelosi claimed, then there is the 25th Amendment that can take him out of office. And that's what they should have done. No, that the would serious, never happened, gross, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, they, they, they violated command structure of the military. You know, the president is commander-in-chief. Pelosi has nothing to do with it other than appropriation of money for the military. You know, if Milley had a problem, he should have went to the top man and said, we have a problem here. But no, they're trying to do it behind his back. That would be the start of a military coup, in my opinion. Now, I know there's people that won't agree with that, but that's okay. Because what they did, what he did was wrong. And, you know, a buck private or, or somebody, you know, a sergeant or whatever, had done something like that, they'd be court-martialed in prison, in the break. Yeah, well, I think it's troubling. I mean, to be honest with you, uh, maybe if his heart, maybe his heart was in the right place. I don't know. I mean, I can't speak to it, what his motivation was. But he now, does. But he does seem to have violated his basic oath to, you know, uh, to respect the commander in chief, whoever it is. If he thought there was a problem, he had other mechanisms at his disposal rather than calling a potential enemy and telling them, if we were going to attack you, I'd give you a call. That's troubling yeah, to that, me. <laughs> That's treason. That is giving aid and comfort to the enemy. And and take and there's no doubt that China is the enemy. We're not in a hot war with them, but we are in a cold war with them. They are trying to dominate the United States of America. No question about that. And to do that, that is pure up, right up treason if he's talking to those people like that. Given, saying that he will give them a heads up if something's going to happen. All right? That's treason. I don't care what anybody says. Treason. And he needs to pay the price for it. That'd be like Admiral Yamamoto giving Franklin Roosevelt a call and say, hey, we're going to drop some bombs on you next Tuesday. Right, right. Yeah, that would have went over well, wouldn't it? He would have <laughs> lost his head. He would have. Well, Literally. Well, General Milley is going to be, uh, I don't know about a special counsel. That may happen. Uh, but he certainly will be uh, testifying at some point before Congress. And they'll, they'll all have their opportunity to sink their chops into him. Um, and nothing I, I, will happen. I side with, uh, I haven't seen any polling on this, but I side with those people who say thank goodness for General Milley for keeping us uh -huh. out of World War III. But I will tell you, uh, the, 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 the problem that I see, really, is that to a degree, this has, to a degree, has set a potentially dangerous precedent. And who's to say that in 10, 20 years, some other official in the military will decide for themselves that this president, whoever it is, is off base. And so uh, a military official, again, will, uh, will step in. Uh, so to me, and you'll love this one, Stan, it's just part of the lasting infection that the Trump administration <laughs> has left in America. <laughs> I, so I got Trump's a, fault. I, I want it. Out of you. Trump's fault. Now, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's Trump's fault. And I know they're going to indict Trump for killing <laughs> Cock Robin next week. I mean, it's just <laughs> Trump's fault. That's the that's the default for the left. It's Trump's fault. Well, I'm not awesome. saying it's his fault, but, but you that's know, part but, of what. But Steve does bring up a good point, and and it's one that has a parallel with the current president of the United States. If I'm a military leader, I'm the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and I come to believe that Joe Biden is senile and might start World War III because of his and I decide to take action on that, that's exactly the same thing. I am not qualified to make that decision. And General Milley wasn't qualified to make the decision whether President Trump was unbalanced. And neither was Nancy Pelosi. 
In the yeah, end, he didn't do anything. Neither are doctors, but there are there has been rumors. Not this. That's what I said. They are rumors that they were talking about doing the same thing to Biden with the with with the nuclear coach. All right. Now I don't know if that's true or not. At the beginning, because of the way he acts, I mean, he acts unstable. You know, he, yep. he, I've seen some videos recently. He's out there mumbling about something, and I there's no idea what he's talking about because he just goes off into a tangent and starts mumbling about stuff. Well, so, listen, forgive me. We had a call coming in, but, well, I guess we lost it. But we do have to take a break. So, Stan, thank you very much. I'll give you the last word. Have a great day. All right. Enjoy the enough. day. Thank you. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. Steve Kushaloff is with me. Mark Lawrence is on vacation. Rob Center is our producer. And Van from New Columbia is our caller. Van, you're on the mark. Good morning. How are you doing? Hanging in. How about I just you? Want to talk. Good. Hey, just want to talk about is what we're experiencing now, is it the effects of the virus or is it the effects of politics? And I want to go over real quick some things that I've seen in the last year and a half. You go back to the riots in the cities and BLM and all that, and the defund the police movement. There's been many good officers that have retired or resigned from our police forces across this country, especially in the larger cities, which has totally weakened the police forces. Now we're seeing the hospitals, now they're forcing the mandate for the vaccines, and many of the employees now are being terminated, which is greatly reducing an already low-staffed you know, healthcare system. And then also the military now that are enforcing the vaccine. Many people are now being discharged because they refuse to take it. So we're seeing the police forces weaken, hospital staff and the health care weaken. We're seeing our military weaken. And we've, we've had this whole thing of, of the non-essential businesses when this first started. And it went from a 15 days to slow the curve now to... You know, we're going to have another lockdown coming up shortly. I will guarantee you that. And we're going to see other small businesses who managed to survive the first round of lockdowns are going to go out of business. You know, I've, I've talked with people, talked with a, a former co-worker. He's now working at an assisted living facility in Melton. And he said he worked 72 hours last week. Now, his wife works there also. She also put in 72 hours because they cannot find people to work there. Now, is this all coming because of the virus, or is this be, this coming to pass because of politics? Well, I guess and one did, more thing okay. before I, I'll let you comment okay, on this right. stuff is, you know, Australia and New Zealand are experiencing lockdowns that are very draconian. And I have a friend also who's a missionary in Guyana, 
in South America now. That's an English-speaking country. And he's been there for 30 years. And I got a newsletter from him that they're now making it where you cannot meet together unless you have been vaccinated, which essentially will close his church. Hmm. Well, I, I, you know, in this country, we've had, the Supreme Court has held that you can't limit uh, religious service because of your concern over a, a medical issue, which I think is the right decision because I think a lot of people need that comfort that, that their faith gives them. But, you know, you talk about the politics, uh, the, what is it, the extra $300 a month or a week rather has... Uh, gone now, and so we should start seeing people come back to work. But I, I heard a story yesterday from a friend of um, mine uh, who is, has his mother trying to get them in a, into a nursing home, and the two nursing homes where they have put him the mother in have been woefully understaffed, and the care has been less than ideal, but not because the staff didn't care, just because there weren't enough of them. So, you know, the, exactly. the issue is whether or not we're going to get people back to work and how we're going to get them back to work. There's a story I saw in the paper this morning that a plant, I guess, up in Lewisburg or Milton is closing, uh, Donnelly, and that 70 people will be out of work. And I saw that the head of our Chamber of Commerce, who I have a great deal of respect for, says those people will probably get jobs very quickly if they choose to stay in the workforce because there are so many opportunities right now that are going begging. Mm-hmm. Exactly, which it's it's amazing now that they've cut this, you know, the federal unemployment, that there aren't more people out getting jobs. But there's another issue, too, now that we're seeing, and I know you guys have talked about this before with the different vehicles that aren't able to get the chips and stuff. Right. Now, there's a lot of trouble going on now with a lot of the, the, the uh, truck drivers that do the long hauling and stuff with they cannot get parts to fix their trucks. And there is, there's, you know, there's been a warning given out to some people. They're told, you know, I heard this, and this is a total rumor. I can't say this is 100% sure because I got this second-handed. But some Walmart employees were called into a meeting, and they were told, stock up on your food because the trucks aren't going to be coming in. Right. Yeah. Now, But, you know, if I could just toss something in there. You know, um for instance, we saw a big article in the local paper the other day about a demonstration um, in front of Geisinger. Uh, a lot of people objecting to uh, the mask uh, mandates and, uh, you know, carrying signs, et cetera, et cetera. And so you would get the feeling, you would get the impression that, uh, boy, these mask mandates are, are not working. And yet, and yet, the uh, rate of vaccination among Geisinger employees continues to rise. It's now 82.2% of Geisinger employees are now vaccinated, whereas before... You know what that is? Before you know the mandate... Well, I, let me just finish here, and then I'll stop. Before the mandate, uh, the vaccination rate was down around 67, 68%. So to some degree, it is working. All right, Van, we'll give you the you last word. Well, I'll tell you this, and I've talked personally with people that work at Geisinger, and they've told me that they don't really want to get the vaccine because they don't really trust it because they, they consider it has not been tested like it should have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're getting the shot. They're getting the shot simply so they can be employed. And yeah. the thing of it is, they're talking about booster shots. Now, here's, here's something. I heard this early on because the people I listen to are the ones that are blocking on the Internet. And very when this first came out, when they had the first shutdown back in March of 2020, 
they started talking about the vaccines they were going to develop. And the doctors I were listening to said this. They said they will, they will never develop a vaccine that will be effective against coronavirus because of the way it mutates. And they said there would be continual vaccination shots afterward. Van, forgive that's me. That's what we're we, seeing come to pass now. We've got two more There's callers there. hanging in your van, so we gotta we got to stop you at this point. But thank you so much for your comments and your call. We'll talk to you again later. Uh, Dennis, you're on the mark from Sunbury. Yes, good morning, Joe. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Um, uh, I just want to get in on this COVID thing. I tried to call yesterday, and the phones were screwed up or something. I don't know well, what happened. Well, we were very busy yesterday, and we had a lot of calls. And I yeah, think well, we did have some phone problems. Yeah. Even you said that. Go ahead, Dennis. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, yeah, this, the, the thing that bothers me the most about COVID, now I'm out there, I'll tell you, I'm a nurse. I'm in, out in the field, yeah, working. And this business of trying to divide society, and the government of Fauci has been very persuasive in, you know, making people put us and them, unvaccinated, vaccinated, no one has a right to walk around and presume someone is diseased. And that is where we're at right now. And everyone's screaming, oh, you're being selfish. You're not wearing your mask. You're not getting the vaccination. It's no different than fascism that ran through Europe, you know, 70 years ago. You cannot divide society and expect a good result. And that's what's happening. And I, I will tell you my own instance as a nurse. I've had that mask on. I have stuff in, in the car. I'm always, you know, sterilizing my hands. I had COVID last year. I had COVID for a second time this year. I wore that mask everywhere. Walmart, you know, restaurants when you needed it. Church, sit through church with an hour with a mask on. And I can't, for the life of me, wonder how I even got it. But the mask doesn't prevent it. Most of the masks don't prevent it. And, and the bottom line is, is the first time I was very sick cost from February to April nonstop. And I was, you know, as in Geisinger, they didn't have a test to prove it was COVID at the time because it was March, you know, and that's when the tests were just first being developed. But later the doctors all said, yes, your symptoms. This year I had it, it was like season allergies in my head and it lasted for a week and I lost my sense of smell and taste. Came back. You know, I'm not going to discuss openly on the air. If I get this injection, I've been encouraged to get it. They said it will still be helpful. Whatever happened to herd immunity, we hear none of that anymore. We don't hear talk about people have immunity. These nurses at most of the hospitals have worked with COVID for a year, year and a half, and none of them came down with it. If they did, most of them, they developed an immunity to it. So why should they be vaccinated? It's not helping people. Look at the list of names of famous people that have broke through COVID that are in the hospital, very sick from it. You know, it's like well, there, there's no part there's, of it. there's no question that there are breakthrough cases of COVID, and even when the vaccine vaccines were initially introduced, uh, Pfizer and Moderna uh, had a 95 percent. Uh, what they call efficacy rating. So that meant even if you had Moderna and or Pfizer, uh, you were much, much safer, but you were not 100% safe. And now with this Delta variant, uh, as, as you as a nurse know, the Delta variant is, is far more um, contagious, I guess, or whatever the uh, correct phrase would be. Well, Dennis, well, we'll give you the last word. We have another caller hanging on we got to get to. So go ahead. I know. Well, I, I just wanted to say that initially they told us children are involved. Now it's 224% within the last week. 
increase with children. And, and you know, that swab that goes in your nose does not test for the variant. The variant has to be tested by a special blood work. So how are they, and the special blood work is actually very expensive. So it, it just seems like there's so many multifaceted sides to this that we can't be cut and dry and say, you're bad, you're good. You know what I mean? I agree, that I agree with you divide. completely. We've talked about that before, and we have to move to the next caller, but you're right. Okay. One size does not fit all in any aspect of this, and it's got to be done on a case-by-case basis almost. Thank you, Dennis. Appreciate your call. Dale, you're the last caller before the news break. Good morning. I just want to say, you got to be mentally sick if you think that someone's going to jail before this turns into a third-world country. Like I say, and, then it, and people think uh, Trump is going to save this country or Republicans going to save this country. They're sick, too, because... It, w- it would help, Dale, if you told us what it is you're talking about. I mean, you just started off with a sentence that's completely incomprehensible to yeah, me without well, some context. Yeah, I just want to say the transition is already happening. What transition? That means the transition of China becoming the global power and us okay. being a third-world country. Okay. Because anything that the uh, Republicans or Democrats pass are going to bear no fruit. You watch what they pass. So this big loan that they're going to take out, 3.5, is to pay lower tier of government workers. So then this way they hold majorities, government versus the scrappy people. So that, that's what this loan's about. It's about pay, uh, subsidizing the lower tier of government workers. But it's not that's actually a loan. If they borrow this money, we're, we're definitely a third world country. Well, Definitely. they're not borrowing no it, they're going to print it. About it. If they borrow this money, they're going to pay lower-tier government workers to subsidize and better life, and everything's going to be skyrocket. I told you Trump was the whole beginning of this stuff. He, he, all this... Uh, Go ahead, you got the last few seconds. All his regulations, if you look at Trump's all his regulations, bear no fruit. Wake up, people. Okay, thank you. We're, we're going to wake up during the news. Our toll-free line is 1-800-795-9565. Email us on onthemarketwkok.com. We will be back after the news with more of our program, Open Phones Day. We invite your calls and comments, and we will be back. This is WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan with Steve Kushaloff, Mark Lawrence on vacation, our producer's Rob Center, and On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at www.sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us at 1-800-795-9565 or email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Our program is brought to you by the good folks at the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915, four streets in Sunbury and routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf. Check them out online at www.sunburymotors.com. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, and Kia cars. They are the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks, and they're a master towing service with decades of experience. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury, where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection, and nitrogen for tires, and they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6.00 p.m. Saturday 6:30 a.m. till 2 p.m.
Taking a quick look at our news headlines this morning, a printing plant in Lewisburg will be closing permanently. The Daily Item reports R.R. Donnelly issued a notice that they will close in November with an estimated 70 employees losing jobs. The closure will begin on November 14th and will take about 14 days to complete. R.R. Donnelly opened in 1960 and is a commercial printing operation. The Daily Item reports company officials have not yet commented on the pending closure. Pennsylvania reported well over 4,000 new cases of COVID-19, and there are over 100 New Valley cases again. In its Wednesday update, the Department of Health says there were 109 new cases in the Valley, including 58 in Northumberland County, 22 in Union County uh, since the start of the pandemic, 20 in Snyder County, and 9 in Montour County. Uh, the totals entirely are 10,728 in Northumberland County, 6,590 in Union, and 4,015 in Snyder, Montour, 2,171. Statewide, there were 4,812 cases over the weekend, bringing the total number of people who have contracted the disease to 1,359,263 since the pandemic began. The department says 91% of these people have fully recovered. Lewisburg reopens its public library with a big September event. Organizers tell us the Rediscover Community event will feature several entertaining and fun learning activities. They say there'll be live music for children and adults, as well as child-friendly activities emphasizing science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. The library for Union County uh, leaders say the attendance is free for the public, while free food will be available from 11.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. with ice cream from Becky's Soft Serve provided at the end of the event. The event will take place rain or shine from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturday, September 18th on the library grounds. That's our look at the news headlines. And now back to On the Mark. Okay, you know, Joe, we had a caller who uh, dredged up... Uh, nonsense about Hunter Biden and uh, at the time and still really I, I, I feel no particular uh, need to refute that because it's been rehashed over and over but thanks to the magic of the internet here we go uh, this is from back in September but it says an election year investigation by Senate Republicans that's Republicans Joe into uh, corruption allegations against Joe Biden and his son Biden and his son Hunter, they found no evidence of improper influence or wrongdoing, yada, yada, yada. So, uh, Sort of like the same investigation didn't find anything about Trump and the Russians, but you didn't choose to believe that. Well, you know, they. all I know is when I see your hero uh, stand up and say, well, Vladimir Putin says he didn't do anything uh, and wrong. So tell I Vlad no after the that. election, I'll have a lot more flexibility. Tell Vlad that, will you? Yeah, well, <laughs> and he probably would. You know, there were also, we also got some calls about, uh, uh, you know, the uh, shortage uh, in nursing homes. And for people to think that we're going to go through a 100, uh, a, a pandemic that impacts the United States once every 100 years and have no changes. Uh, we're going to have we're going to be having changes in everything. In fact, let me just ask you a question. All right, I'll answer it. Okay, let me ask you for a prediction. 
well, now you're asking me to look into the future, all right? Right, right. When do you think, when do you think things will get back to normal in our country? Well, I was told by no less a personage than the President of the United States that if I got vaccinated, I could return to normal. Okay, but that, that doesn't really answer my question, Joe. When do you think? You know, let's I don't think you can put a time date on it. It's going to depend on how fast. Uh, I won't say we get this under control because I think we're going to wind up living with it. I think it's a matter of adapting. You know, we are great adaptive people in this world, and we find some way to survive one way or the other. If we have to wind up making a few minor concessions to this disease, we will do it. But the question becomes... The, who's going to impose these conditions? Who's going to make us do whatever it is they think that we should be doing to be safe? Well, to a degree, we can, to a degree, nobody is going to make us because now people are going to try to make us. I agree. They're doing but, that now, right? And uh, as I pointed out a little while ago, to, they're they're finding uh, they're, they're meeting with some success. I used uh, this increase in the rate of vaccination at Geisinger, but. Um, even taking into account all the adjustments we're going to have to make. For instance, we may have to get a COVID vaccine every year, just like many of us, probably most of us, get a flu vaccine every year. But let's go back to Dennis's call. You know, he's had it twice. A lot of people have had it. We just read this story over, over a million people in the state of Pennsylvania, like 1.3 million people have had it. At some point, what, I forget what they call it when it runs out, when a virus runs out of people to infect. Sooner or later, that's going to happen. Well, that would be herd immunity. I no, there was, there was another name for it, okay. which I don't recall at the time. Well, we have a call coming in. Maybe they'll have the answer to that. But here's the thing. If we're going to start imposing restrictions on everybody, if we're going to start telling people how they have to live because I don't want you to affect my perceived safety, we're going to have no end of upheaval in this country. We're all going to have to come to terms with this on our own. We're going to have to listen to what it is the experts tell us, make our own decision as to what works for us, what's right. going to make me and feel safe. Let me just give you one quick example of the latest mandate that has been imposed on the public. If you go down in the in the city of Sunbury, if you are in your car and you get the fourth and Market Street, you know they have these lights above the intersection. No. And if it turns red, Joe, you must stop your car. The nerve making me stop my car. Hey, we've got signs all over the road coming off the Baldwin Boulevard exit from the Veterans Memorial Bridge that say no turns, and yet people still turn. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, I agree So, with I mean, you, it, you know, it, it's only good, it's only good if someone enforces it. You or know, if people it, will pay attention, because you're right. right. And, and it's an individual choice. In other words, I see the sign that says no turn, but I decide my desire to turn is more important than the law that says don't turn, and besides, there's nobody there to stop me. That's the problem. This is another Dale from Geisinger. Dale, you're on the mark. Well, no, I'm not from Geisinger, but oh. <laughs> I have a comment about Geisinger. Okay. The reason they're getting their percentage of people there to get vaccinated is because they're paying up to a $25,000 retention bonus for their employees. So they're a nonprofit organization is doing pretty good, I think. You mean, to keep uh, their employees. You can, right. If, if you so he needs to dig a little bit farther into the numbers why they are getting the increase of vaccinations. 
You mean if you work at Geisinger and you get your vaccination, they'll give you $25,000? Certain groups that work there, yes, they are. So you need to dig into that. Certain indi- You're saying certain individual people. I don't think anybody's well, certain getting 25000 No, not everybody. Okay. That, people that, at <laughs> the lower scale don't get as much as the people in the larger scale. So your house cleaning people don't get as much. So they can go anywhere and probably get paid more than Geisinger's paying them. So I expect some of them people to leave. Yeah, well, Dale, with all due respect, I don't believe you. I don't believe Geisinger is giving anybody exactly $25,000. No, he said he, he made that clear. He wasn't talking about an individual getting that amount of money. I thought he it's was a ret- It's a retention bonus to be there. You have to be there for two years to receive it all. And you'll get twenty-five thousand. So do some digging somewhere. Do some digging somewhere. It's not a one-time payout. You got to be there. Okay. Do some digging. Do your reporting. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. And to the guy, your second caller yesterday. I mean, if anybody wants to jump on the Nazism train and ride it around, they can. But remember, when you get off at Lewisburg at that Amish market, they're not wearing masks, so you're going to get the shower of germs. So just maybe he needs to stay in his little bubble. Thank you. Thank you, man. Bye. Thank you. Appreciate your call. Um, I don't, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of places are offering retention bonuses. Oh, I haven't sure. heard of any that high, but I've heard of I've heard of people being paid $5,000 as a sign-on bonus. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, for if they have a skill that's absolutely necessary. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, should people be incentivized to get a vaccine? Sure. Why? So they get it, it. Well, isn't my own health? I mean, okay. nobody paid me. I didn't get a dime. Can I, I, <laughs> can I throw out one very quick story? Sure. Okay. When I was on the municipal authority in uh, on the island, we had to get a certain number of people to agree before we could put in the new sewer system. The last guy on the line said, nope, you're not putting it in here unless you pay me. We gave the guy a thousand bucks. Really? Yes. No. And as a result, we all have sewer service. Now, it's un- you might say that's not right. You might say it's unfortunate. Uh, that's what happened. Well, selfish. <laughs> Very selfish, of course. Van, you got another minute. What's up? Well, just to answer Steve's question, one thing's going to get back to normal, never. And as far as incentivizing, the incentive is, hey, you want a job? Or, you know, you want to not have a job? That's, that's coercion. That's not giving someone an option. It's forcing people to be vaccinated against their will. So that's where we're at. And this, and I know you guys, you hate hearing this, but here goes, you know, the religious stuff. You know, there's there's going to come a time God predicted long ago. There's coming a ruler of this world. It's going to be a one-world government. I know you guys never check out the Great Reset, but that's what that's what's happening. Like I brought up earlier, the military is being weakened. The police have been weakened. Hospitals are going to be understaffed. Food shortages are coming. A lot of things are going to happen here shortly, and you're going to find out that they're never going back to normal. Lockdowns that are taking place over in Australia are going to take place here as well. Travel restrictions, you already have that. If you're not vaccinated, you do not fly in and out of this country or even within the continental U.S. So get that through your heads. Things are never going back to normal, never going to return to that. 
and okay. there's going to okay. be you know, people okay. that are going to try to rise up against this, and they're going to try to squash them. Thank you, Van. Uh, that was your additional minute. We appreciate your call. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. We invite your calls. Give them to us right away, and we'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. Steve Kushloff is with me. Rob Center is our producer. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number, or you can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. We have a rather lengthy email that was sent to the program with respect to the Mifflinburg School Board meeting last night. We'll try to get to that when we can. Dan, you're on the mark. Hey, good morning, guys. Why, what we're seeing is the deliberate destruction of the free enterprise representative republic and i've been saying that on this program for year for last year i started i said this election presidential election was between good and evil and it has turned out to be evil i can't think of one thing the current president done that's been good for the citizens of the United States. You can't name one thing that I can he's name, done. Uh, Dan, Dan, I can name ten things. Because I'd other... like to hear you name one well, the... that's been good for the United States for us as citizens. I'll toss in I'll toss in a couple right now. The very first thing that has happened under Joe Biden, he increased the average daily vaccination rate from seven hundred and seventy thousand to three million. So that was number one under Joe Biden. Um and then here we got one more, and then I'll toss it back to you. Uh, the other thing we have is the passage of the American Rescue Plan. That was $1.9 trillion for money to help fight the pandemic and to help the economy, help for state and local governments, for education, and for housing assistance. Uh, so there's just two things right there. Okay. First, they, there's no such thing as a vaccine for what I call the planned demic. This was no accident that we have this COVID-19. There's no such thing as a vaccine for your nurses and people that call on, on this program keep telling you. So he's part of the problem. There's no guarantee if you get the vaccine that you're not gonna, the so-called vaccine, you're not gonna end up getting COVID-19. In fact, well, a lot of people are. They got it, 
it's just not put out there as much as it as the people that they call the own facts. Do you play? Do you play? The, I'm sure you don't gamble, do you, Dan? I mean, you don't, you don't go no, to the casinos no, or anything I don't, like that. I don't gamble. But I mean, I I, I think there's such a thing, and I, I'm going to say for me, I'm playing the odds. You know, the someone tells me, and there's enough research, or at least enough uh, seeming research, that tells me if I get this vaccine, my chances of dying are almost none compared to the way they would have been if I got it without it, and that it's quite likely I won't get it at all. So I'm playing the odds. Uh, the odds may, maybe tell me that I might get sick if I get the shot or th- that I'll grow a third eye eventually. But, you know, basically when I see other people have gotten it and I don't hear too many horror stories, I'm going to take it because I'm playing the odds that maybe it's going to help me more than hurt me. But, you know, sometimes in life we have to make those kinds of choices. There's no clear-cut uh-huh. yes or no answer. That's a personal choice sure that it is. you made yep. because what what you were told by the mainstream media they keep promoting well, no, that even president donald, uh, president donald trump vaccine. it's not a vaccine that's the biggest lie ever dan, one of the biggest lies they tell about dan it. you have called but, the program consistently and supported president trump and president trump says we should get vaccinated that's his what he says is his business i i don't agree with him but whatever he, well, he's not you know, the mainstream media. I don't have to agree with everything he says. He's not the mainstream like. media. He's done far more good than evil. And he's the one if who created the vaccine. We'd be far better off than we are right now. Uh, you and so far, uh, he, he have, Steve hasn't named one good thing that Biden's I named, done. I named he's two. He's promoting this fact, this so-called vaccine that they want to get in your arms so bad, they'll lie. The death rate in 2020, the total death rate for the United States was less than it was the year before. So what's with that? I, you got me. You, I don't know what you're talking about. The death rate, the total deaths in the United States, Have the gone down. total death rate was lower in 2020 than it was in 2019. And the difference Yet we were and the we difference is Dan, the difference is that a lot of people have been vaccinated since then. That's the difference. That was 2020. 2019 you said 20 that we're not talking 2021. There weren't that they just started vac uh, yeah, I use the word they started shooting the serum in you in 2020. It just started well, but there were less people die that may be overall okay. in okay. 2020 than in 2020 19 or 2019. Okay, well, one thing is, Dan, uh, from everything I heard, uh, there was a far less incidence of uh, influenza, the flu, far less in 2020. Why is that? Because people, if they if they did go out, people were wearing masks. And uh, the other thing is, a lot of people weren't going out. So I'm, I have no particular reason not to believe you. Maybe deaths did go down. But when everybody is holed up in their living room watching television instead of going out, yeah, you're going to have a, maybe a lower death rate. Yep. So, you're, so, so, Dan, apparently what you're suggesting is America should go on perpetual lockdown, and that will keep everybody safe. I'm, I'm well, give me the last word, Dan. It was a pandemic. It was planned that this happened 
first of all, to divide us. Look how we're divided right now in this country over nothing. Okay. If we wouldn't have masked, if we wouldn't have done anything, I don't think the death rate probably would have been less. We would have all had our natural immunity. And I did have COVID-19, and I, I have immunity, yet no one says to me, Dan, you, ought to, you don't need to get the so-called shot. They still want me to go get that shot. And why would I, when I'm much better off than you are, that had the shot? Okay, so I said we'll give you the last word, Dan. We've got to move on. Thanks for your call. 1-800-795-9565. That's our toll-free hotline number. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Our program is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out more about them at www.sunburymotors.com. I didn't think we were, I thought we were going to wind up talking about General Milley today, but we seem to be back on the vaccine. And our last caller pointed out, uh, you know, he has consistently supported President Trump. President Trump has always said, get vaccinated. And I believe he deserves a great deal of credit for the fact that we got the vaccinations at all, or the, the vaccines at all. I'll give you, you that. You know, so I... I personally look at that. I had President Trump telling me I should get vaccinated. I had President Biden telling me I should get vaccinated. Hey, even even Governor Death down in Florida. Uh, Ron DeSantis. Governor Death. Thank you, Joe. Very good. <laughs> very, very funny. Even, uh, even DeSantis says you should get the vaccine. All right. Well, you know, but some people are not going to believe Anybody. I mean, if you have a natural skepticism, and I look at I, I look at the black community where they are historically underrepresented as far as getting vaccines, and I think with good reason because they know in the past the government has lied to them about scientific supposed scientific advances and actually harmed them instead of helping them. So you know what what do you say to them? Well, this is different. You know, we're not going to hurt you this time. We hurt you the last time. I don't know what you say to them, but you can't. You cannot just. Uh you can't just leave it at that. You can't just throw up your arms. You know, and I hear people say, well, it's a matter of personal choice. I mean, that, that cannot be the end of the discussion. There is, there's no question that uh, a big part of the discussion has to be personal choice. But as I said the other day, what just, just makes me crazy doesn't surprise me, but it just makes me crazy. I mean, this is a once-in-a-100-year illness, for Pete's sake. All right, but we we ha we have these advances now. We know we have some ability to to get a vaccination, but I still go back to the fact that every person has to decide for themselves what level of safety they want, what they're comfortable with. You know, I could easily say I go to lunch with a group of my friends on Thursday. I could say I don't want to do that. I think that's unsafe. But you know, we're all vaccinated, and so we all go to get, we have lunch together, and, and we sit cl in close proximity to one another. I know they take care of themselves. I know none of them would come out if they were sick or not feeling well. Uh, we have one call online and one coming in, and then we're going to take the one online right now. Joseph, you're on the mark. Oh, uh, yeah. I was listening to Dan and Van there, and Dan said about uh, the so called vaccine, okay? Now, I don't think he said, I didn't hear him say, why does he say the so-called vaccine? Well, what I looked up in dictionary, a vaccine is to, pre pre excuse me, to prevent you from getting a disease like polio. We got the polio vaccine. We don't get polio. 
you get this vaccine, you still get the disease. Now, the symptoms are less, yes, of course, but it isn't, I don't think it would go under the qualifications of a vaccine, according to what I looked up in the dictionary, you know? It's I, a, a preventive. This does not prevent you from getting it. It's got Many 90... people, of course, we know that that's the facts, that's the science. Joseph. And, pardon me, go ahead. Well, it's like, it's like we've been saying. Number one, when the thing came out, they said 95%. Okay? So nobody said uh, it was 101%, 110%. Number two, if you get on your computer and look up polio, I will bet, because I'm going to do it with before 10 o'clock, I will bet you will find there are people still getting polio. Not that a lot. didn't get vaccinated. Hey, you you make a good politician, Steve. Thank you. You skirt around it. I didn't say that. <laughs> I was saying the definition of the word. That's that word game you like to play, like with abortions. It's uh, determining a pregnancy. It's not murder. Anyway, I I, I want to drop that situation, that story right there. I would like to say just a note here on what Van said, and what he said was very accurate. 2,000 years ago, it was written that there would come a time that you would have to receive a mark in your right hand or your forehead that you would not be able to do business. And boy, oh boy, uh, it's coming. I'm not saying that that, uh, this vaccine or the vaccination is that, but it's a prelude to that. And this is really going to get bad. And like he, he was actually prophesying when he said, look out, it's coming. And you, you ain't seen nothing yet. Okay, well, fair enough. Thank you, Joseph. Appreciate your call. Ken, you're on the mark from Lewisburg. Hey, good morning. I'm calling about Millie. Um, just a couple of factual sort of pointed out things and then a few questions. During Trump's impeachment, which, by the way, I didn't watch at all because I thought the whole thing was just ridiculous. But um, I believe that Vindman was paraded out as the greatest witness ever, correct? Or was that just a misconception on my part? Well, no, the the left loved Vindman, yes. With good reason. Okay, so so that's fine, right? So and, And we had to listen to Vindman during that particular period of time, and he wore his medals, his brother was the lawyer, and, you know, he was working for his country, and... You know, some people thought he lied, some people thought he didn't, but I know there's a particular group of people out there that thought there he was, being heroic. Well, you know, according to The Hill, which um, I've been told is a very reputable uh, paper, Vindman calls for Miley's resignation. He usurped civilian authority. Um, I'm not sure. That sort of sounds like if he was the hero then... Why is he not correct now? I, I'm, I'm curious as to how that can be twisted. You're the not first. You're, what, you're the first person three, I heard. Four years ago. You're, you're the first person who's mentioned that to me. I haven't heard that Lieutenant Colonel Vinman. I assume he's still. In, he's not in the service anymore, is he? He's retired, I guess. Oh, but no, I, I, I'm not sure that he is. That I can't answer. Well, I, I haven't heard about him coming out and saying he thought General Milley was wrong. But I, I oh, bet you. Oh yeah, just Google the Hill. Vinbin Millie the Hill. Okay. And you'll well, see it's also quoted yeah. in the USA Today. It's mm-hmm. quoted in the New York Post, which you can't find anywhere because they block everything out. And then what happens when you go to CNN and a couple of the other ones, which I really don't, it, it doesn't matter to me. I just read all of them. But they just turn it back to Trump. But the Hill, 
Vindman calls for Milley's resignation, he usurped uh, civilian authority. But I'll bet you the people on the left don't consider him a hero now. <laughs> well, for well, Pete's no, sake, that, was sort, you know, that was sort of my point, right? He was right then, but he's wrong now. Oh, everyone makes a mistake. Hey, we oh. just had... Now, right. let me toss in a thought here. We just had a caller, Dan from New Berlin, who, for Dan, is one of Donald Trump's uh, biggest supporters, and even Dan said he does not agree with everything that Donald Trump says. So, for Pete's sake, uh, yeah, I'm, you are absolutely right. Vindman has called for Milley's resignation. You know, I, I I support Vindman. I think he did was was great, but I disagree with that. So what are you saying that uh, if if a person feels this way today, they absolutely they better not ever change their minds. They better never no, express no, anything not else. Not at all. Not not no no. Waffling is a part of politics. Correct? Now it's waffling. Right? No, we, it's not. We, that's we not waffling. Politics flips our pancakes all the time. The media, let's say. Apparently, Colonel Vidman, or whatever his rank is, did not. He didn't like what Trump did, and he didn't like what a member of the U.S. military did. There you go. Period. No matter what happened in either situation, he did what he thought was correct. But there's no way around it. Where the flip-flopping comes is it's okay to switch now. But back then, it wasn't okay. Well, it's so not now that he decided to switch, we discount his opinion because people are allowed to change their opinions, but it doesn't count as much now. Here, here's here's a surprise. Here's a surprise, Ken. When somebody says something I agree with, I think they're the smartest person in the world. When they say something I disagree with them, they've suddenly become an idiot. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Well, isn't that the way you're supposed to be in life, right? No, I think yeah, I, th I would like to think that you would evaluate. I would think of a person that I agreed with, and then 90 percent of the time, or 80 percent of the time, I thought, well, gee, this guy makes common sense. If one time he says something that I really disagree with, I would hope I would have the common sense to stop and think about it for a while, and at least make up my own mind. And say, well, gee, what led Colonel Lieutenant Colonel Vinman to say this? Why? Why would he say something like that? Not just write it off as saying, well, you know, he's flip-flopped or something like that. I'd like to know why, he's, why he made that decision. Well, that's my point exactly. Right. That's my exact point. But all of a sudden, when it doesn't fit a narrative, he's no longer valid. That's well, all. Fair enough. Yeah. Hey. And, 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 and you can't discount that. He's no longer valid. No, I, dis I discount and, it and now totally. He's a flopper. I completely discount it. And he's not a flip-flopper. No, well, all right. He's not a flip You know, if he had, if he had said uh, last week when these revelations came out, if he had said then, oh, General Milley did the absolute right thing, and then come out and said, hmm, I think he ought to be fired, that would be flip-flopping. No, he expressed himself when he was testifying before Congress, and now he is commenting on General Milley. The two things... Maybe they don't seem to go together, but those are that's the man's opinion. There's no flip-flopping. Okay, Ken, we'll give no, you the well, last no, word. The flip-flop is the aggression with which you, not you particularly, Thank you. but with which was taken toward Trump, and he was automatically guilty before proven innocent, totally opposite of any of those things. But now his opinion doesn't put... Miley or Millie, however you pronounce it, I apologize, 
in the same scenario, does it? No. Nope. Millie's innocent and now has to be proven guilty. Trump right. was guilty and had to prove his innocence based on the testimony of essentially the same exact person. So you accepted the testimony of guilty first, but now you only accept the testimony of innocent first. Okay, Ken, thank you. We, I'm sorry, we have to take a break. We appreciate your call. Call again, 1-800-795-9565. Welcome back to On the Mark. Joe McGranahan, Steve Kushaloff, our producers, Rob Center. Mark Lawrence is on vacation. You had one quick comment before we get yes, the mic. Yes, uh, I've done this show for, uh, for on and off for a couple of years, and it, I find it interesting that with all of the books about Donald Trump that came out or have come out over the last couple of years, my colleague, Mr. McGranahan here, refutes and says, no, you know, anonymous sources, don't believe it, no, no. But all of a sudden, the General Milley comment, you got no problem completely uh, agreeing with that, completely believing that. I didn't say I completely believed it. I said that it's in a book written by Bob Woodward and Robert Costa. I thought Woodward's last book was a hack job. This one may be, too. Okay, very but good But on the job. other hand, this has been verified by independent people, including General Milley himself, who admitted he made the call. There you go. So there the question becomes, is this guy, no one's lying about him. He's admitted it himself. So then the question becomes, did he commit an act of treason? And my, I'm kind of leaning toward yes, he did, because he undermined the civilian authority he's supposed to report to. And, mo and, I, and I would say, thank goodness. Mike from Bloomsburg, you're on the mark. Yeah, I want to comment about the Millie situation, but before I do that, I want to express one of the revelations I just came to. I think Washington, D.C. is a giant Ponzi scheme for those bureaucrats to get rich, and taxpayers are at the bottom of the pyramid. Okay. okay. Probably, not, probably not totally inaccurate. Well, the whole pyramid's pressing down on us today. You're darn right it is. Now, as far as Millie is concerned, okay, the first thing I want to say is I, I find it hard to believe that we have 24-7 justification in our mainstream media for his actions, Okay. And that, I just, I can't understand it. Now, the second thing is, the, the discussion here about Vindman, you know, they used to be, I mean, he was the poster boy for the Democrat left there when they were trying to go after Trump, who, Trump was essentially assassinated. He wasn't shot with a bullet. It was a political conspiracy assassination. That's how they get rid of him. Now, he, he didn't help himself that much either. But the bottom line is, he was assassinated because they don't do it with bullets anymore. Now, as far as Vindman's comment, that, he could be just playing a part here as a precursor to someone having to take the fall. Beep, the body beep, beep, has beep. to go out the door. Yeah, the body you, has to go out the door. What you just for heard the there. Afghanistan fiasco. What you just heard there was the conspiracy alarm going off. Uh, Mike has a yeah. conspiracy for us that he pretty much yeah, that, made I, up. You no, know, listen, listen to me. That is pretty neat. Whenever somebody on the left doesn't, when they hear something they don't want to hear, or it conflicts with maybe a little bit deep inside them, they call that person espousing that comment a conspiracy nut. Well, you know what? I take that as a compliment because I just did my job. I didn't say nut. Whoa, 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 whoa. That, that goes, when, when someone is called a conspiracyist, they're, 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 it's inferred that they're not right in the head, that they're a nut, that they're not too smart. So you know what? 
You yeah. can cover your tracks of calling me a conspiracy theorist, however you want. There you but go. I know what you're saying. Hey, I've had my own... Th let, let me just throw in this as long as we uh, have a second. You know, uh, there was that story the other day about somebody throwing eggs at the uh, Republican out in California running for uh, governor. Um, and I read the story, and yeah, the story is true, and even I... Even me, I started to think, you know, I will bet that was a setup. I'll bet his campaign hired this lady to put on a gorilla mask and throw eggs at him because he knew it would be good publicity. So there you go, Mike. Even I, in my uh, moments of weakness, have conspiracy theories. All right, but here's the thing. General Lee, he called this General Li Zhao Zheng and said, General Lee, you and I have known each other for five years. If we're going to attack, I'm going to call you ahead of time. It's not going to be a surprise. If that isn't, if that isn't treason, what is? Let me, uh, you know, but it, it makes where, me... Go ahead, Mike. Where, where, where was the guy in Japan... That, you know, it should have been honorable in Japan and called us and told us about Pearl Harbor. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, yeah so the, listen, this, his behavior cannot, under any circumstance, be defended. If, if he had a concern that uh, Trump was going to run amok, there's proper channels for that. That's what we have a government for. That's what we have an organization for. We should have taken care of it that way. Not for this guy to go out on his own and violate our government, our bureaucracy, our policies, he, he's going to go. He's got to go. There's no question about it. It's just how the Democrats can turn that into their advantage when they do it. Well, I think what we have here is, you know, a very serious situation, and I, I, it concerns me. I'm willing to give General Milley a lot of slack for his past service, but, I mean, if he said that... Man, I got a real problem with it. Hey, we got to take our final break, Mike. We'll give you the last word. Well, when he goes, let's just take a look and see what board of directors of Chinese companies he ends up on. <laughs> well, he and Hunter Biden will certainly get the, the the call. You can bet on that. Thank you. Thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate your call. Take our final break. We'll be back. Time for a speedy dial. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan with Steve Kushaloff. 
We have time for one more call. If you want to get in, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarkwkok.com. We've had a low email turnout today. Uh, normally we get quite a few. I'll have to refresh it and see if there's another one there. We have a lengthy one about the Mifflinburg School Board meeting that we're not going to get a chance to read today. Uh, we've been talking about General Miley. Millie, and Millie, Millie. Millie, Miley, whatever. M-I-L-L-E-Y. It could be either one. You're thinking of Cyrus Miley. 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 Millie. No, it's Cyrus Millie. <laughs> Millie Cyrus. You oh, got, that's right. You got Millie it reversed. Cyrus. All right. But, you know, I, I think that the principle of, of uh, what do you call it, civilian control of the military is long and well established in this country. We decided early on, our framers decided we weren't going to become a military junta or a state governed by the military. And you can thank George Washington for that. A different kind of guy, we'd wind up of having kings in this country if Washington were different. Right. But, you know, so what we have is clearly defined lines. And when the Speaker of the House calls a general and tells him that he needs to do something about the president. He needs to take the, the nuclear codes away from him. I don't believe that Donald Trump was so deranged at the end that he would have started a nuclear war to preserve himself in office. I don't believe that about him. I wouldn't have believed it about Richard Nixon. You know, and that's the thing, Joe. We, we could talk about what Milley did and whether it was the right thing to do or not. But to really debate it and discuss it, we have to take into account what we perceive to be Trump's, number one, his mental condition, uh, which I can't comment on. We also have to take into account Trump's means of governing, particularly towards the end of his administration. And his decisions were made <coughs> with minimal, if any, if any discussion with other advisors. Now, the last caller said, you know, there were ways in the government they could have worked it out. No, Trump wasn't listening or talking to anybody by the end of his administration. So that, that's part of the issue. But how do you know that? How do you know he wasn't listening to people? Every, Joe, all I can go on, all I can go on. Are the, the reports coming out of the White House, a White House in chaos, all, a turmoil? You know, I can just go on what is what is being reported. And I've, there are, you know, you... you but what, got, did, you, what did Trump do that was so deranged in his last days in office? He, admittedly, he, he, he cast doubts on the validity of the election. I'm not going to argue that. He did. You know, and, and that some there's some question in a lot of people's well, minds is exactly how much responsibility he bears for the insurrection, riot, disturbance, whatever you want to call it, at the Capitol on January 6th. But he did not come out and advocate, say, I'm going to send the military to stop uh, my my opponent from being sworn in. He didn't do anything. He didn't lift a finger to, um, you know, physically thwart no, the transfer he, of power. Uh, he came within, uh, he, he tried his best to, to send uh, American uh, military into different cities where he... Uh, uh, thought that protest, in his opinion, had gotten out of hand. Uh, so I, well, that I, was before the election, right? And and I'm not, you know this whole idea that Trump made impulsive decisions strictly on his own. That was well before the election. Okay, Joseph, we'll give you one more minute. Uh, yes, I, I want to comment. All you sane people out there who uh, didn't vote for the president's in there now, uh, take heart because. Uh, even if he gets out, and I don't think he's going to finish his term, by the way, but even if he gets out, that's not the problem. The problem is with these guys like Steve that voted for him and that will defend all the crazy thing that this man is doing. 
and even with this uh, general, if he did all these things, he should be court-martialed in disgrace. Uh, it, uh, that's unheard of. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's collaborating with the enemy. You don't do that. Uh, it's just it's terrible. I mean, you never heard of stuff like that. I never heard of it. I'm, I've been around this world for 80 years, and I just uh, I just never heard of such things well, that's going on in this world to, today. You, you need to read a history book. There was a guy named Benedict Arnold who set the president. Oh, nice. <laughs> now all of a sudden, General Well, yeah, Lee, he's Benedict a pretty spot. Well, uh, in my book, uh, Benedict Arnold did the right thing, and, and people wouldn't understand I need a long time to explain that. But according to the Bible, we're supposed to be okay. subject to the powers that are. Okay, thank you, Joseph. That's your minute. That's the best we can do for you this morning because we've got to get out of here today. Now, you know, it's interesting. You know, here, here we got a guy, Joseph, who is uh, pretty conservative, which is terrific. And he's telling us Benedict Arnold, in his opinion. No, I said okay. Benedict. Oh, okay. Yes, I know. <laughs> but see, that's this goes back to the guy who said about Vinman. Hey, good, bad, come on. Which is it? Now, by the way, let's just uh, read this. I've got about 90 seconds. We don't even we don't have any calls coming in. It says here, Millie called a secret meeting of senior military officials to review the process for military action. He instructed those in charge... Military action for what? Well, let's... let's Joe, do I interrupt To you? overthrow the government? He instructed those in charge not to take orders from anyone without his personal involvement. Now, the only point that I am making is General Milley. Whether you think what he did was right or wrong, he didn't make that decision. But he doesn't outrank the president of the United States. No. He can't. He can't say ignore the president. He can't. That's no. where he's in trouble, hey, right you're there. Running this show, and I ignore you. Well, I'll ignore you too, Steve. It's been fun having you here this week. Look forward to having you back again. Thanks so much for joining us, Mark Lawrence. We'll be back Monday tomorrow. Tune in and find out who's here. I think it's going to be Ben. <laughs> Have a good day, folks. This is WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania.